Here we are. It is Tuesday. Welcome in, everybody. Good to have you with us. It's going to be a busy day. We have T.J. Eckert coming up at 135. University of Tulsa announcing Kevin Wilson today, 3 o'clock press conference. We'll talk a little bit about that, about the portal for the Sooners and the Cowboys. A lot of stuff to discuss with T.J. coming up on the Riverwind Casino Hotline at 135. Ladies and gentlemen, man, it's that time of the year. It, it, you know what we said about the portal? It is the wild, wild west, ladies and gentlemen. You know what we have we have ourselves, i tell you what we have, the portal is crazy, man, absolutely crazy. We've got ourselves a portal bonanza is what we have. Welcome to the Ponderosa, my friends, a true bonanza. Yes, this is a portal bonanza, ladies and gentlemen, the updates keep coming in. It is the wild, wild west for the Sooners. Now, again, 15 in the portal. Nick Evers, Ralph Rucker, Theo Weiss, Bryson Washington, Jordan Mukes, Joshua Eaton, Kendall Dennis, Alton Tarver, Bray Walker, Joseph Wete, too. Kevante Henry, Clayton Smith, Brian Darby, Trivion West, and Cedric Roberts. There it is. Your wild west portal bonanza update. Parker Thune, how we doing? Any... I guess still really the only – the two big ones that stand out, not to disparage these kids are in the portal at all, sure. but certainly Theo Weiss would be uh, number one on the list. And then I think from an intrigue standpoint, Nick Evers. Beyond that, mm, there's not a lot there. Well, we talked about the fact yesterday that the loss of Nick Evers is collateral damage. That's what happens when you got Jackson F. and Arnold coming to campus, right? You're going to lose the guy that's a year ahead of him and just not as physically gifted. And so, Evers, yeah, you, you know, it's not the greatest. You would have liked to be able to keep that guy around if only for the sake of depth and a certain level of interest in what he can eventually become at the collegiate level, but he wasn't going to stick around and be the third-string guy. That's Especially at the quarterback position, nobody wants to do that these days, especially for a guy as highly regarded as Evers was coming out of high school. We're talking about a top-10 quarterback in last year's class. So you don't love it, but you do understand it. And then as it pertains to Weiss, and we talked about this as well, just a guy that needed a change of scenery. And the Sooners have quite the embarrassment of riches when it comes to wide receiver depth. And I think DJ Graham's going to be a really, really good player as he continues to solidify that transition from defensive back back over to wide receiver, which is the position that he primarily played in high school. So the Sooners can afford to lose a receiver. Now, as of last night, we know for a fact that they are in the market for a transfer receiver. So that's something. They're going to look to replace the loss of Weiss. Uh, with a receiver via the portal, now that may be... You're talking about Dante Cephas? I talking think, about Ra Ra I, Thomas? Yeah, those two, but I think Dante Cephas is going to end up following his former head coach, Sean Lewis, to Colorado. Sean Lewis, the new offensive coordinator under Deion Sanders up there in Boulder. And I don't really know what to make of Ra Ra Thomas. I know there are a couple other wideouts that Oklahoma has put a red eye on, and we're going to wait to see uh, if and when those offers go out. But expect the Sooners to bring in a difference maker at that position. Guy that I kind of – if there's – looking at this core of receivers that's in the portal right now, if there's one guy that I would say, above all the rest, you need to target, it's Dorian Singer out of Arizona. And there is some interest from Oklahoma there. And that guy is going to be able to take his pick of the litter. 
based on what he did at Arizona this past season, 1,105 yards, six touchdown catches, he's going to be able to essentially pick any school in the country. He'll be able to decide where he wants to go. So Oklahoma's going to have to have a compelling pitch for a guy like that. Yeah, and you mentioned uh, Rodarius Rara Thomas, Mississippi State. He's got offers out there from Bama, Georgia, Auburn, Tennessee, Old Miss, Utah. He's got a, a lot of offers as well. Uh, again, so Oklahoma right now, you know, you're looking at a bunch of prospects out there. We talked about uh, Deshaun McCullough yesterday, Day McCullough's brother, uh, linebacker from Indiana. Again, you still feeling good about those two, Parker? Winding Very up good. Very good. All right, so the McCulloughs you expect uh, to end up at Oklahoma. Austin Stogner, we talked about that yesterday. Miles Slusher. Miles Slush, that one's interesting. I haven't heard a whole lot of buzz on him and OU, but obviously he got he got in some trouble at Arkansas. You know, Brent's, well, Brent's apparently, still? from what I have been told, that trouble was a little bit overblown. Was it? So, I, it there is a stigma associated with that, though. So, I I don't know that he's a surefire take at Oklahoma, or that they're one thousand percent going to pursue that possibility. But I do know that. If Oklahoma's interest in Miles Slusher is as strong as his interest in Oklahoma, he probably ends up a Sooner as well. It's just a matter of whether Oklahoma is willing to make those advances. Um, Another kid from the Tulsa area, again, who is at Arkansas. What about Kyrie Jackson from Alabama, defensive back? Picked up an OU offer this morning. The relationship with Jay Valai is very strong there. I think Oklahoma has to be immediately considered a front runner in that recruitment. All right, and uh, what's going on in Stillwater, man? We know that we, we had heard rumblings that Spencer Sanders might put himself in the portal. He did, but guys that Oklahoma could look at from Oklahoma State, Brennan Presley we talked about. Remember when Oklahoma- – Braylon. Braylon Presley. Braylon, yeah, yeah, yeah. Brennan's the older. I'm sorry, my bad. I wrote it down wrong. Uh, Mason Cobb, Trace Ford, what's going on there? What do you think about the Oklahoma State guys? Trace Ford is a guy that I would keep an eye on if I was a Sooner fan because – I know there is some interest there on Oklahoma's end. And if I had to take a shot at one Oklahoma State Cowboy that makes the trip down to Norman and wears the crimson and cream, I would say, honestly, at this point, Trace Ford is probably more likely than Braylon Presley, although I think there's a good chance for both of them. There's just... And here's what I've begun to reconcile with over the last 24 hours, really ever since I got off the air and started making phone calls and really got the lowdown on everything that's happening in the portal. There are so many guys out there, Steely, that I think it's going to be how – do, how do I even put this? Plank said, it's by like, the way, on his show, it was getting close to 1,000. 1,000 guys in the it's portal. It's over 1,000 now. It's already over 1,000? Yeah. Here's what it reminds me of. You've seen the movie Up, right? Yes, I have. Great movie. It reminds me of Squirrel. Because (laughs) the second you get one highly regarded guy in the portal, all of a sudden, boom, other side of the country, here's another guy of a similar caliber. And so you really got to know how to pick him, and you got to be able to have some sort of inkling as to who's going to be in the portal and who's not. Because what you don't want to do is take one guy to fill one spot, and then all of a sudden another guy who's got a lot of interest in Oklahoma at the exact same position hits the portal, but you don't have the room for him anymore. Yeah. So 
it's going to be very intriguing to see how Oklahoma plays their hand here. You said that Trace Ford, you would say, would be more likely to Oklahoma than Braylon Presley, but you think there's a chance that Presley could wind up at Oklahoma. I remember when we were talking about, man, why take this kid. All he does is make plays. I don't care how small he is. All he does is make plays. Yep. And, um, you know, at that point, Oklahoma had Relique Brown committed and he went out with Muleshoe, and Relique Brown's a really good player. No doubt he was a five-star kid. But uh, Braylon Presley's pretty darn good. Pretty darn good. So what do you think in terms of other uh, schools offering Braylon Presley? Who do you think Oklahoma will compete with? Any idea? It's You know, it's interesting because despite all of what Braylon Presley did in high school, earning Gatorade Player of the Year honors and putting up some of the most ridiculous highlights, some of the most ridiculous tape we've seen in the state of Oklahoma over the last decade or so. Um, his offer list wasn't that extensive. Yeah, yeah, crazy. And I think naturally a lot of that has to do with concerns about his size. Um, to me, it's pretty obvious that you turn on the tape, it doesn't matter how tall Braylon Presley is. <laughs> he is as slippery as they come. And it's very, he's one of those guys where it's just, it's difficult to tackle him in a phone booth. And so it's hard for me to gauge how much interest there is going to be nationally in Braylon Presley. I think regionally there's going to be plenty of interest. And I would think primarily about schools like Arkansas, Kansas State, Missouri, schools around the southern portion of the Midwest. Uh, for whom he was already on their radar in high school. They had knowledge of him previously, and they got to see some of the things that he did at the prep level when he was starring for Bixby High School. So, again, right now I'm not really sure. However, here's what I do know. If the Oklahoma offer comes Braylon Presley's way, the overwhelming odds are that he will be a Sooner. Yeah, I, I like the kid a lot. It seems to come from a good family. And uh, Brennan, his older brother, obviously has been good at Oklahoma State. Braylon, though, I think, man, he could be a breakout player. I still like his ability. And I know that he talked about in the Bill Haston story in the Tulsa world. Uh, didn't like the way the uh, backs were being used in Stillwater. And he's a, he's a multi-talented dude. All right, uh, any of the guys from Nebraska, Messiah Newsom, the edge rusher, DeColdis Crawford would be a cool-sounding name. But uh, any interest on any of those guys? Because there are a bunch of guys, obviously, leaving Nebraska. Yeah, and I was I was stumping for Ernest Hausman, the outstanding freshman linebacker up at Nebraska. But if well, here's here's what I will say: if there are two names worth watching at the linebacker position right now, pay attention to Justin Flo, and pay attention to Philip Webb. Justin Flo, former Oregon Duck. Philip Webb, the erstwhile LSU Tiger. Those two guys should be monitored closely. And in Justin Flo, we're talking about a former top 10 recruit in the nation, regardless of position. I think if we're going to talk about these prospects here, first thing I need to know is what erstwhile means. Does that mean the kid runs a 4-3 or a 4-4? Four, four, four? Alas, it does not. Okay, well, what's it mean? I, I need to know. He used to be an LSU Tiger. Oh, used to be. Well, former. Why don't it's you a synonym get, hey, for former. This is We're simpletons out here, man. Just say he used to be at LSU. I don't need to be go, jumping in that thes thesaurus trying to find erstwhile. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 
All right, uh, we're underway, ladies and gentlemen. It's a Tuesday. We're in, it's Tuesday afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we we've got so much going on today. I mean, this portal stuff is crazy. <laughs> I mean, it's absolutely crazy, but it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Uh, by the way, we have a one-year anniversary that we'll talk about when we get back here in a little bit. Our first hour brought to you by Lasher Home Comfort Systems, 405-579-3113. That's 405-579-3113. Yeah, what's Oklahoma going to do at wide receivers, Coach? Another question is Josh Heupel patch things up with OU. They're all rolling in on our tax line. We'll get to all of those as well coming up here on The Ref. All right, we are back. It is Tuesday here on the home of Sooner fans, the Ref Radio Network. Mike Steely, Parker Thune with you. TJ Eckert coming up today at 135 on the River One Casino Hotline. Portal, 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 recruiting, all kinds of stuff to talk about. I got to tell you, though, we do have a one-year anniversary happening today. It was one year ago, ladies and gentlemen, when it happened on the campus of the University of Oklahoma And this is what happened. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my absolute proudest honor to be able to introduce to you for the first time your new head football coach, Brent Venables. What makes this job uh, so special as well and attractive for me is the cohesion, the co- commitment, the alignment, the direction, the vision, and the focus of this program. It's a university-wide leadership that is focused on excellence in everything that we do. Excellence has been established by Coach Wilkinson, Coach Switzer, and Coach Stoops. Three Hall of Fame coaches that are the example of what the standard looks like. It's my responsibility to relentlessly defend that standard and to build upon that standard as we go through uh, our journey. We will employ an exciting, fast, explosive, and diverse offense combined with a physical, punishing, relentless, suffocating defense. And that is our Ortho Central clip of the day. Ortho Central has clinics in Norman, Midwest City, and now a Tri-City location as well, serving Newcastle, Tuttle, and Blanchard. These full-service clinics treat orthopedic and sports medicine injuries. That is our Ortho Central clip of the day. So, Parker, we play that one year later. Brent was hired uh, again uh, on uh, December 5th, but was introduced again on December 6th uh, last year. Uh, how are they defending the Oklahoma standard so far? I know a lot of people would say, man, not very well. But what do you think now, a year later, 
I know we were thinking maybe the floor would be eight and four. They finish six and six. You've got the matchup with Florida State coming up in the Cheez It Bowl. Uh, what do you think a year later? Yeah, well, look, I think you'd be lying if you said in sincerity that this team lived up to expectations in year one. But I think a lot of what went down this past season for Oklahoma, not to try to diminish it or sugarcoat it, but a lot of the issues that held Oklahoma back from a much more successful season boiled down to very common mistakes for a first-year head coach, a first-year staff, a bunch of players that have never played together before. And you see this in the razor-thin margin of four of Oklahoma's six defeats, right? In games with a healthy Dylan Gabriel, the Sooners were 0-4 in one-possession games, and those were the only four games they lost in games where Dylan Gabriel played. Or played the entire game, I should say. So, as you turn the page from year one to year two, those things are going to get better. Right, clock management is going to get better. Game management is going to get better. Complementary football is going to become more of a pillar for this program, and it's going to become a it's going to come a lot more easier, and it's going to be a lot more consistent for this program, and that's going to result in some of these close losses turning into close wins. And I think as you continue to revamp this roster, as you continue to cut the dead weight. And Oklahoma's done that in the portal thus far. Cut and bait with several of these guys that were simply just taking up spots on the roster, taking up scholarships. As you continue to revamp your roster, particularly on the defensive side of the football, a lot of these close, in turn, right, a lot of those close losses are going to turn into close wins. And a lot of those close wins are going to turn into two, three possession wins. So it's a progress, or it's a process, and I think it's a lot more of a process than we anticipated it was going to be. Expectations were probably set a little bit too high, and there are a variety of reasons for that. But it's a process that this staff is committed to, and I think they're going about it in the right way. And one of the things that Brent Venables has talked about time and time again, right, is you can't focus too much on the results at this point in the process. You have to stay committed to the direction and you have to stay faithful to all these things that these coaches have seen work at their previous stops. Yeah, and, and I think that uh, a lot of us look, this is going to take longer than uh, a lot of us thought. And again, I think particularly after Nebraska, you had national people, you had Colin Cowherd, had Joel Clad on. They're talking about Oklahoma might be the second best team in the country we've seen. You know, they're playing great. And then a couple of weeks later, Oklahoma's not any good. But uh, I think all of us got, you know, taken away or taken with the fool's gold we saw after Lincoln. Um, I I still believe in Brent Venables. I think he's too good of a football coach. I like this staff. Were there issues? Absolutely there were. I didn't like, you know, Jeff Levy's clock management on uh, certain occasions. I do like his creativity. Certainly he doesn't have Caleb Williams back there at quarterback like Muleshoe did the previous year to save the day in certain situations. But I do think this staff needs time because I think it's a good staff. And uh, we'll see what happens when they start overhauling the roster. And that's happening right now in the portal and will happen in recruiting as well. All right, let's get to the Air Coverage Solutions text line today, 405-651-3439. Question out there that I've seen already, what do we think about Oklahoma and uh, the wide receiver coach's position? So Rashad Samples is heading to Arizona State as of this morning. And 
the immediate reaction from a lot of fans will, I don't know, you get outbid by Arizona State. Well, this didn't come down to money in the end, and it's not all about money. What it came down to is, if you notice, the position that Rashad Samples accepted at Arizona State, it came with a few ancillary titles that Oklahoma and other schools, to my understanding, were not as willing to give samples. And, for instance, if if you bring samples on at Oklahoma and you give him the title of passing game coordinator or assistant head coach, right? At that point, it's kind of a slap in the face to Joe John Finley, DeMarco Murray, guys like that that have been around and don't have those titles, right? So you don't want to risk burning a bridge with one of your faithful staffers, a guy that has been through the fire at Oklahoma and endured all the turmoil of last offseason in favor of bringing in a guy who is really, really young and a dynamic recruiter in his own right, Rashad Samples, but still very, very young in the coaching profession. He's 27 years old. I mean, he was the they, youngest assistant coach in the entire NFL this year. Could they just keep LaDamian Washington in that spot? I think at this point, that's probably what you're looking at. And I know that there are some people that are going to say, well, that's disappointing. And look, would it have been nice to bring in an ace recruiter on staff? Sure. What, Rash- what Rashad Samples could have brought to Oklahoma as a recruiter would have been an astronomically positive benefit for this program. That said, again, if bringing in samples comes at the expense of – how do I put this? If bringing in samples comes at the expense of effectively pissing off one of your current assistants. So you're talking about chemistry with the coaching staff, dynamic there in the offices, all of that stuff. Because it seems like the, the staff has a pretty good chemistry, right? Yes, they do. And uh, you don't, you're saying that is a potential disruption – if you brought him in, and he's at Arizona State anyway. Right now he's yeah. headed to Arizona State. And I think L.D. Washington is a fine option as your next wide receivers coach because one thing about L.D. Washington is recruits love that guy. And so, this has yeah. been the case long before he was ever the interim wide receivers coach at Oklahoma. When he was in an off-field role at OU, he was instrumental in many of these recruitments, and he was already a guy that was very well-respected on the recruiting trail and in the locker room at Oklahoma. People love L.D. Washington. And I know that there there are probably people sending in texts on the text line right now. What about all the drops? I, I don't even know where to begin with that discourse because you're a wide receiver. You should catch passes. It shouldn't matter who the wide receiver's coach is. L.D. Washington can't do anything about drops. And Brent Venables has talked about that. He said, look, if you're dropping passes, go stand out in front of a jugs machine until you are catching passes on a consistent basis. Yeah, I mean, you had, uh, by the way, you had great players like Marvin Mims and a really good player like Braden Willis dropping passes on occasion. Yeah, exactly. Too like, much. So, yeah, that, to me, that's completely on the player. Completely. Now, if you want to talk about routes and getting open, yes, that has something to do with the uh, wide receivers coach. But I, I didn't see anything like – I mean, the no, drops, you know what? I don't see th- – I didn't sit there and think, LaDavian Washington, what are you doing? I ne- you know, I just thought, Mims. Yeah, well, and, <laughs> You're a great player. Let, let, well, come on, man. Let me point this out. 
and I'm not going to try to give LaDamian Washington all the credit for this by any means because I think it boils down to a variety of things, and I don't think one individual deserves all the credit for this. But you know what Oklahoma's receivers did in 2022? They created a ton of separation. And we had not seen that the last two there years. There were a lot of a lot of those uh, you know routes where they were wide open, wide open. Right? In twenty twenty and twenty twenty one, the Oklahoma receiving core was bad at creating separation. Like not just average, not just mediocre, bad at creating separation. In twenty twenty two, they were wide open down the field all the freaking time, Steely. It seemed like it. It certainly seemed like it to me. All right, we got to take a break right here, ladies and gentlemen. Let's take a quick break. Want to thank Lasher Home Comfort Systems. Lasher Home Comfort Systems will do great work for you. Tim Lasher, great sooner, great company. Give them a call. You need your uh, heating units tuned up right now because you got more winter weather, a lot more of it on the way. 405-579-3113. Lasher Home Comfort Systems. We're coming right back. Mike Steely, Parker Thune, home of Sooner fans. The ref, nothing but your text coming up next. We are back. Portal Madness continues. Mike Steely, Parker Thune, the home of Sooner fans, the Ref Radio Network. Sooners again, officially with 15 in the portal. Theo Weiss, Nick Evers, Ralph Rucker, Bryson Washington, Jordan Mukes, Joshua Eaton, Kendall Dennis, Alton Tarber, Bray Walker, Joseph Wete, Kevante Henry, Clayton Smith, Brian Darby, Trayvon West, and Cedric Roberts. And, of course, we know uh, those headed to uh, the Senior Bowl in the NFL Draft, Anton Harrison, Eric Gray, Wanye Morris, Jalen Redmond. Parker threw out some names. And, again, real quick, right before we go to the text line, uh, three names that you mentioned because, um, you know, everybody's thinking about Braylon Presley, and we know that the McCulloughs, it looks like, uh, Day McCullough, high school safety. Deshaun McCullough, Indiana linebacker. Look like they're going to end up at Oklahoma. Um, one of the recruiting class, one of the portal. But you threw out wide receiver Dorian Sanger from Arizona and two linebackers, Justin Flo from Oregon and Philip Webb from LSU. Uh, for Justin Flo, he was uh, a Mario Cristobal guy, right? So maybe Miami. As well, they would have to. Yeah, fight so Miami with. is definitely in the running, is what I have heard. And what about but, what about Muleshoe? Eh, not as much. Okay, not as much. Which I look. They that's need very under, who, that's very understandable. They need people who that can an tackle. Elite linebacker would yeah. not want to go play at USC. Yeah, after what? Because uh, he's like, dang, I'm gonna have to come up with 200 <laughs> tackles. Yeah, exactly. But no, Miami's very much in the running. I think what worries you about Miami is money. Man, at the A and M over there on the uh, the East Coast. Bingo. They got a bunch of money. There's no doubt about it. And look, Miami, the people involved in the decision-making process at all levels in Miami 
are cut from the same cloth as the people at Texas A&M, right? Miami and Texas A&M both just went five and seven after making substantial investments in the offseason to try and win now. But both of those programs subscribe to the notion that they can buy their way out of this hole. And so they're going to continue to throw money at their problems and hope things turn around. I'm one of those that doesn't believe it's going to happen for either of those places. Because you have to have culture to win national titles in college football, especially in today's day and age, because the new standard is Alabama. And Alabama and Nick Saban have become the poster children for culture. Mm -hmm. What do we know about Nick Saban at this point in his career? He doesn't give a crap, man. He doesn't give a crap about feelings. He doesn't give a crap about any of that. If he's got a loose cannon in that locker room, he'll cut bait with them. See, Ajay Hall, Jaleel Billingsley. Yeah, how, for did, how did Jai Hall work out at Texas? How did Jaleel Billingsley yeah, work out at Texas? That's right, neither of them. Neither of them. By the way, and I, I will say this, though, Georgia wins this national championship. The new standard is Georgia right now. I, yeah, I, man, I mean, like, it's, it's hard to dispute that. It is. And, if they win another title, I mean, back-to-back. And we said after they won last year, I mean, it doesn't take a rocket scientist because, believe me, uh, I am no, you know, rocket scientist my rocket exploded that i tried to build back in uh, when all challenger on yeah, it, it did it was not good but um georgia's not going away man <laughs> it's not they're not going away they're continuing that's a program built man to and, last and here's here's an interesting question if georgia wins this national title where does stetson bennett rank on the totem pole of most successful, most accomplished college quarterbacks of all time. Because he's not going to win the Heisman. Nope. Right? He got the but, invite, but he's not going to win it. Caleb Williams is going to win it. I think that, man, that kind of solidifies Stetson Bennett's legacy if he wins back-to-back national titles. Because he hasn't just been riding the wave of elite defense for the Bulldogs. No, Stetson Bennett has played really good football the last couple of years. Yeah, he has. And no doubt. He's just like – I. I will not tolerate any Stetson Bennett slander. If you well, want he's to just not like, a guy that's going to wow you, though. He's, he's not. You know, he's not going to make a Caleb Williams play. He's not going to make a uh, you know a C.J. Stroud kind of play or a Bryce Young kind of play. But he's played solid football, man. And you have to respect all that he has done and all that he has been through. Absolutely, because he was originally a walk-on at Georgia, went JUCO, came back to Georgia, beat out several more highly regarded quarterbacks, Justin including- Fields. Right. Well, no. Jake Justin, Fromm was Justin there. Fields with left Fromm. after he, he did yeah. leave right after Fromm. That's right. So if Justin Fields would have missed... stuck around. We might never have. Man, that's right. The Stetson Bennett legacy might have died on the bench. But they brought JT Daniels in because they thought, you know, can we win with this guy? Really win with this guy? He he ran chased off. off Jamie Newman. Yep. Beat out JT Daniels. Right. Beat out Dewan Mathis, and now here he is. On the verge of leading the Bulldogs to their second consecutive and national title. And where's Brock, what's his name, Vandergriff? Uh, I know where he will be. Where? Portal? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right, uh, let's get to the Air Comfort Solutions tax line, uh, 405-651-3439. 405-651-3439. Max Duggan upset Heisman winner. You know what? Max Duggan made it made it interesting. He did make it interesting, The way he man. played last Saturday, man. That, that kid, you talk about a warrior. Man, he was impressive. And uh, also, you talk about a guy that's had an unbelievable journey, Stetson Bennett, sure, but Max Duggan, a guy that had heart surgery two years ago, 
a guy that wasn't supposed to start at the beginning of the season for TCU, a guy that only originally got his opportunity because Chandler Morris missed mm-hmm. some time with that yep. knee injury. And it, nobody would have faulted Max Duggan if he would have transferred elsewhere this yeah. past offseason either, but he stuck it out at TCU and he's been rewarded. Yeah, so. and we're, look, we're not sitting here saying <clears throat> Stetson Bennett's go to the go to the NFL and light it no, up by no, no, any no, no. means. We're just saying in terms of college quarterbacks, Steve Davis did win two national championships for Oklahoma, and he was a good, solid college quarterback. But uh, like I said, I'm not saying he's the biggest gunslinger out there. We're not saying that. But, you know, he's won. No, yeah, because one, one, one of our listeners said Stetson Bennett sucks. Any decent QB could win with that roster. Look, I under, I, and I'm not sitting here trying to say Stetson Bennett is a generational talent or anything close to it. Again, I don't even know if that dude makes it in the NFL. But he does not suck. And what he has done at Georgia to this point in his career has been impressive. And he has been the catalyst for that program because they were floundering before he took over as their starting quarterback. If you remember the Dewan Mathis cameo, if you remember the JT Daniels cameo, there was some instability there at Georgia. It didn't look like that was a program that was going to be able to rip off as many consecutive whims as they have ripped off. Certainly not a program that was going to be capable of upsetting Alabama in a national title game or a program that was capable of going undefeated in the regular season here in 2022. (laughs) So, no, Stetson Bennett does not suck. Any quarterback could win with that roster, and immediately we got Davis Bevel couldn't. No, no, he could not. Uh, (laughs) It has to hurt Muleshoe knowing that his little bro is in the playoff and not him. Oof. What if... What if Garrett Riley wins a playoff game before Lincoln Riley? You know, it's so sad for me. I, when they do a cutaway shot of Garrett Riley, I get mad at him, too. Why? I don't I, know. Listen, I like I, Garrett I, Riley. I don't know. I do. I Listen, I've had several interactions with Garrett Riley. He's a very personable individual. Is he better than yes. Muleshoe? Oh, far better than Muleshoe. Muleshoe. Because Muleshoe is not a personable individual. No, he's not. He's a son of a... Okay. Uh, let's get a couple more in, then we get a break. All right, here we go. Uh, Peyton Bowen updates. Oh, man. And I now, had, to, had to know that was coming. We need to hit now the news of Peyton Bowen updates. Still nothing. Yeah, JT Daniels is transferring again, by the way. He's going to have an opportunity to be the first player in the history of college football to make starts at four different FBS institutions. Hmm. That is college football in 2022 in a nutshell right there. Yeah. Is OU involved with Braden Fisk or any other front seven players in the portal besides McCulley? Well, yes, Braden Fisk, very involved there. Where's he uh, from? Western Michigan. Hmm. Western Michigan. Matt guy, huh? Trace Ford, and we talked about him off the top. That's another guy I would pay attention to. Um, Stetson is a dang good college quarterback. Anyone that says he sucks or doesn't belong in New York is crazy. I'll hear an argument for Stetson Bennett doesn't belong as a Heisman finalist because I think there were other guys that were certainly deserving. But I think what's what's impressive when you look at Bennett's campaign is he's got 3,104 passing yards to this point in the year, which ranks squarely in the upper echelon nationwide. But like 150 of those yards have come in the fourth quarter. Because George has been up big in so many of those games, to the point where he's either been he's already been on the bench, or he's just been turning and handing the ball off. So yeah, he's basically only been playing three quarters all year, 
and he's put up those kinds of numbers. All right, from the 405, is Jaden Gibson staying around? His social media has been suspect at times, and just imagine Trace Ford Schmitty built. I'll take that. You know what? Rob Glass is a pretty good strength coach. Rob Glass, man, he might need a statue up in still. Rob Glass and Schmitty are one and the same, pretty much. I I have no reason to believe that Jaden Gibson will transfer. I think he's sticking around. There you go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's take a break right here. Right into the ring of fire. Garrett Riley didn't quit on us. Yeah, but his last name's still Riley. I'm trying to get over it. Stay with us. Yes, we have to work together every day. Mike Steely, Parker Thune. That's what we do. We work together. Try to, anyway. All right, Riverwind Casino always works, ladies and gentlemen, because they have games galore, over 2,800 electronic games, all your favorite table games as well, a big-time world-class poker room, the best bars and dining Coop Ale House Bar is Major League. The River Buffet, Steak Night on Friday, Seafood Night on Saturday, Big Time Brunch on Sunday. Chips and Ales Pub Restaurant is a great option as well. Great menu, and you won't miss the game there. Plus, uh, they've got a tremendous food court and big-time promotions like the 20K Holidays on Us promotion happening now through December 23rd. Patrons are able to earn points on their wild card on every electronic gaming machine through... December 23rd, then at 5 o'clock on uh, New Year's Eve, December 24th, 10 patrons will be awarded grand prize bundles. If you finish in the top 10, we're talking about some big-time stuff in those bundles. $500 Amazon gift card, $500 Walmart gift card, two uh, $500 uh, rather Target gift card as well, and a $500 Visa gift card. These are big-time prize bundles. Get out there, play with your wild card at Riverwind on any of the electronic gaming machines Try and get in the top 10 points-wise and be a winner in the 20K Holidays on Us. Another reason why Riverwind Casino is simply the best. All right, so we got a text about the Mike Farrell Fact or Fiction, Mike Farrell Sports. Uh, fact or Fiction recruiting today. One, Peyton Bowen will eventually flip to Oklahoma. His take, fact. You don't you, say. Which you've been saying forever and ever, amen. And uh, he writes, okay, I'm starting to believe this flip from Notre Dame will happen. Why the pressure on the elite safety to stay closer to home and play with teammate quarterback Jackson Arnold is getting stronger and stronger. While he was expected to flip in the summer and didn't, he has been on flip watch longer than he's been committed. It becomes harder and harder to resist as the early signing period approaches. Closer to home and familiarity will win the day over Notre Dame for Oklahoma. He did mention the girlfriend, which is maybe the biggest factor of all. Come on, Mike. Number two, defensive lineman David Hicks will also flip to OU. Farrell's take, fiction. Another huge OU flip target is five-star David Hicks, who is committed to Texas A&M. And while A&M is a mess right now, let me make one thing clear. This is Mike Farrell talking here. This kid has wanted to play for A&M for about five years now. 
I know what? there are OU folks out there convinced he was going to choose them this summer. I'm still convinced he, and they're still convinced he's going to flip, but I don't think so. I hear he's pretty locked in. <laughs> you want me to say the words that nobody wants to hear? DJ Hicks grew up a Texas Longhorn fan. Hmm. So um, Mike Farrell is fiction, is what you're saying. Not necessarily. And look, here's what I want everybody to know regarding the DJ Hicks situation. He has been telling Oklahoma all the right things behind the scenes. But again, what I have continued to profess is that you can't get your hopes up with a kid like this because he already left Oklahoma at the altar once. So you have to take everything with a grain of salt. And that's why I said, understand that this is a possibility that he flips to Oklahoma. Understand it is a possibility and monitor it accordingly, but do not get your hopes up and do not set expectations in your head. Because at that point, you're setting yourself up for disappointment again. When a kid decides 20 minutes before he's supposed to commit to Oklahoma that, oh, no, I'm going to take a bag and go to Texas A&M, then... Whatever happens thereafter in the recruitment, you always have to take it yeah, with absolutely. several grains of salt. And I think because you can't I, believe, you can't take anything at face value anymore. I think most Sooner fans feel that way. That to me was one of the biggest uh, surprise announcements I've seen in recruiting. Uh, you know, because everybody thought David Hicks was making his announcement for Oklahoma that day. Everybody thought that pretty much until the last minute when everything changed. Okay, um, so you. Uh, you're not you're you're disputing the fact that he's been an A and M fan and wanted to go there for years now more than anything else. You're not. You would be surprised if he if he flipped OU right now. Or is it a coin flip? What do you think? I it wouldn't surprise me if he flipped to OU, but again, it's just not something that I would get my hopes up over if I'm a listener and a fan, because you don't want to set yourself up for disappointment all over again because it hurt the first time, right? <laughs> I have to imagine it hurt. A lot. So, you know, let's say they get uh, Peyton Bowen and Tecilia Kana. That's a heck of a haul right there, man. You just get Peyton yeah, Bowen, who is unbelievable, man. Like I said, I, I guess we've all seen. By the way, uh, who does uh, Denton Geyer play in the next round? Are we oh, in the semifinals? DeSoto. It's DeSoto that they play. Is that a semifinal matchup? Yes, it is. Spot on the state championship on the line. Two wins away. And you got, a, you got a school that's potentially on the verge of becoming an OU feeder school in Geyer going up against the notorious UT feeder school in DeSoto. Interesting dynamic there. But I, I will say this. When you talk about guys that have absolutely taken it up, not just one notch, but several notches in their senior year, Jackson Arnold and Peyton Bowen, man – they're playing as well as anybody in the country on an individual level, regardless of position. They might be the two best players in Texas on either side of the ball. And I think many would agree with that at this point. Yeah, you know, which is pretty amazing. You get both of those guys, and it looks like the Sooners have an excellent chance to get both of those guys. Will Bowen and Hicks sign in the early signing period? Gosh, I hope so. Bowen will. Bowen will. Hicks, I don't know about. Again, I hope so, but... What does anybody know about that kid and his recruitment at this point in time? How can you get tickets to the Geyer game? Yeah, what am I, I stub nice. hub here? 
uh, called Denton Geyer. They could probably tell you. Yeah, or Steely can call I mean, for you. I mean, I can you. answer a lot of questions, but I'm not a ticket broker. I'm just saying. Did Ewers into the portal? I think that's BS. I heard somebody put that out there earlier. but I, He I, can't yeah. enter the portal. Yeah, he's been through the portal so many times already, yeah. All right, we'll be right back. Another hour to go. Hey, yes, we are back. Hour number two presented by the Seth Wadley Auto Group in Paul's Valley. Exit 72, great deal. Car, truck, SUV, pre-owned vehicle. They have a great selection for you. Selection's hard to come by now, but they are doing a great job of finding, uh, you know, some great uh, pre-owned vehicles, and they've got a great selection, uh, as always. Seth Wadley Auto Group in Paul's Valley, tremendous guarantee. Oil changes, engines for life. On uh, newer used gas or diesel at no additional cost to you. I, I, I hope I wasn't too big of a smart aleck on that. But, I, I, like I said, I don't know how to get the Denton Geyer tickets. But, I mean, it should be like Google or call Denton Geyer. But it, it, sometimes it's amazing. When you work in sports, you know what else happens, Parker? People always think you have tickets, right? Yes, yes, exactly. I mean, it's like, like they just give us, you know, because – Ladies and gentlemen, I'm barely above peon status, okay? I'm not very important. They don't give me a bunch of tickets to anything, all right? And not only that, but I had a guy, this is a long time ago, who uh, had asked me, do you think you could give me access to the press box for the season for OU football? And I said, um, well, do you work in the press? He said, well, no, but I figured that you could get me up there. And I said, uh, yeah, I will just call Mike Houck over at OU and say, hey, listen, my friend, uh, we'll call him John Doe, wants a seat in the press box this year. Well, what does he do? Does he do anything? No, he's just a fan, but he wants to be in the press box. Oh, okay. How about H to the E to the double L? No. But this guy was convinced that I could get him in the press box. And I'm like... There's no way I can get you in the press box. But he didn't understand that. He was very disappointed. Didn't end the friendship or anything. But, uh, yeah, how many do you get ticket requests a lot? Hey, man, you got any OU tickets for me? You got a bunch, I'm sure, right? It doesn't happen as often now as it used to, surprisingly enough. Because I used to basically be a nobody. When I was working in student media, mm-hmm. when I was working in student media, the amount of people that would hit me up trying to get tickets, like, I, I, I don't have those. Or they'll say, well, you can give me a discount on, on tickets then, right? Yeah, it's just, like, just hey, sidle up to the ticket booth like, <laughs> hey, my- hey, Trisha, <laughs> why, don't you, why don't you chop 30% off the prices for my homie here? Yeah. Didn't know Steely was the Mike Damone of Texas high school football tickets. <laughs> I don't have many answers as it is. I try my best, but I can't. I, that that one I just can't answer. But 
Yeah, that that was the one that took the cake, though, when a buddy of mine a long time ago asked me, well, not too long ago, but if I could get him in the press box, not only for one game, for the season. I said, dude, I'm not even in the press box now. I haven't been in the press box in a long time because I don't do post game. He was very disappointed very surprised. Like, I think he thought that I could probably get him in there and take him into, like, Bob Stoops' suite or something. And, hey, here's Barry Switzer. But okay, you know, here's, here's my buddy here. So, anyway. Somebody said, who would want to sit in the OU press box? Those seats would be horrible. The press box is about the one thing left at Gaylord Family Oklahoma Memorial Stadium that hasn't been renovated. Apparently, they're getting there. Apparently, it's only a matter of time. But, yes. <laughs> Can you guys get me a couple of cheese at bowl tickets? <laughs> you could probably get those for like seven bucks on StubHub, would be my guess. Maybe. So, what you're saying is you have press passes for me? Yeah, no problem. Yeah, give me a shout out. I've got a season tickets for you, too. Not a problem. Not this a problem. is a phenomenal text. What was Stogner's QBR at South Carolina? If we're going to take him back, I feel like he needs to work on his footwork and follow through to be the kind of tight end passer that our offensive scheme requires. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Well done. Pretty good. Yeah, you lose Braden Willis. Not only do you lose your stud tight end, but you also lose your backup quarterback. Shake my head, Parker. You clearly ain't heard. What have you ain't heard? It ain't no fun if the homie can't have none. Why don't you keep extra tickets? Because I don't use tickets. That would be. Can you get me a free flight to Orlando? <laughs> yeah, no problem. You got you got you taken care of there too. What do you press box? You want luxury suites? No problem. Not a not a problem. Can you guys just give me a couple bags of Cheez Its? That I feel like we can arrange. You know, uh, Cheez Its are overrated. <laughs> don't you think? I've never been a huge fan of Cheez Its. I'm not saying they're horrible. It's This one guy keeps asking about Ted Roof every day. Any word on Ted Roof? Yes, he's still breathing. He's still here. <laughs> yeah, no, we're just we're just holding all the Ted Roof information close to the vest until somebody asks about it on the text line, at, wh- at which point we will disclose everything. That guy, uh, there's one guy who says, any word on the defensive coordinator position? Parker, who is our new DC? Thank you. <laughs> uh, right now it's Ted Roof. Right now, Ted Roof is still employed as the defensive coordinator at the University of Oklahoma. Percentage folks. chance Ted Roof is coordinating that defense next season is what? Astronomically low. 10%? I wouldn't even go that high. We're 5%? In the, we're in the single digits. 5%. Sure. Steely, can you cover my rent? <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. See, I don't want to sound like a jerk, but that I still can't believe that request. Can you get me in the press box for a season? Yeah, no problem. Shark says, I know your pain, boys. I was a strength coach with the Rangers during the A-Royd era. I received those calls on a daily basis, people I hadn't heard from in years. It'd be like that. The world is full of freeloaders. Chock full of them. Hey, I'll freeload when I can. Can you guys bring back the Pepper Jack Cheez-Its? Now, those were pretty good. Uh, or am I thinking of the Jalapeno Cheez-Its? Those were pretty good. I don't know. You were just talking about how Cheez-Its are overrated, and now you're gassing I mean, up a the, discontinued the, Cheez-It flavor? The general Cheez-It, just your run-of-the-mill, ordinary Cheez-It, to me, is it's not a Power 5 snack. It's a Group of 5 snack, in my opinion. Somebody keeps asking, why pay attention to Trace Ford? 
Why do you think OU lands him? Well, because I have reason to believe there's a lot of mutual interest there. You have sources, right? Sources, yes. The sources are abuzz regarding Trace Ford in Oklahoma. So you're not just making stuff up is what you're saying. No. Uh, tobacco Jesus. <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> Any word on the rehiring of Kale Gundy? There was there was some smoke going around yesterday that maybe Kale Gundy ends up on Oklahoma State staff with little bro. Really? Yeah. Well, I just or told no wait, Mike Mike Gundy is the big bro, isn't he? Right. Yeah, he's the big bro. Okay. Yeah, yeah he's yeah, the yeah. big bro. The uh, look, I if Kale. You know, I, I saw Kale on Campus Corner. He was out there uh, signing autographs with, uh, with J.F. Church, Sooner Spectator guy. And um, Oh, he, Tabasco cheeses. Yeah, I was like, Tobacco cheeses. I'm like, well. Autocorrect got that <laughs> listener. <laughs> yeah, t- Tabasco. That may have been what it was. It was a good flavor. So, anyway, uh, okay. But, yeah, if Kale, uh, you know, that was such an unfortunate deal. Such an unfortunate deal. And I believe they miss Kale Gundy. During the past season, no doubt. Sooner through and through. And uh, I just hope that if he wants to get into coaching, and I think he does again, that he lands, you know, somewhere where he's happy. Because uh, that was just a really – that whole thing, you know, I just think about it. It's like, man. Ah, Elsewhere on the text line. back time, that would be a good, good thing to turn around. Yeah. Elsewhere on the text line. Heard you, go, heard you all have the connection to the guy or game. Let's go. Yeah, we got guy or tickets, press box. What do you want, sweet? We can put you right next to Jackson Arnold's parents for no cost at all. No problem. Is OU at all in the running for DJ Lagway's commitment tomorrow? How does it affect Stacey Gage to OU? He, he put, just I, put out his final eight, right? Yeah, and now he's I, ready. And I, I, we've been talking about this for a couple months. The expectation behind Florida? the scenes for quite some time has been Florida for DJ Lagway. So, that said... Florida is the school I would be most concerned about. And, again, this is not new information for any of y'all that are regular listeners, but Florida is the school to be most concerned about regarding Stacey Gage if you're an OU fan. So Michael Hawkins would be the guy, again, though, that you like that the Sooners could get in the next class. Yes, and I think they will end up with Michael Hawkins. Uh, Been away from the truck for a bit. Think you could restart the show and go over everything? Sure, no problem. Not you're gonna issue. have to. You're gonna have to whip out your auctioneer voice, Steely. Well, in the portal right now. Who do the Sooners have in the portal? Nick Evers, Ralph Rager, that they always prize in Washington. Jordan Munich, Joshua Eden, Kittle, Dennis Holton, Tarver, Bray Walker, Joseph Wente, Kubante, Henry Clayton, Smith, Brian Darby, Trayvon West, Cedric Roberts. Also being considered by the University of Oklahoma right now: Deshaun McCullough, Dante Cephas, Austin Sagner, Miles Sledger, Braylon Presley, Mason Cobb, Trace Ford, Kyrie Jackson. Messiah, no, 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 no. Philip Webb, Justin Flo, and Dorian Sanger. <laughs> That's pretty well done right there. Uh, auctioneer guy, man. You you know, there's something about an auctioneer. It's really cool to listen to. We got us. You know what you need to play? Play Into the Break, the auctioneer song by Leroy Van Dyke. Okay. I, auctioneer I, I, Leroy Van Dyke, I guess, is the guy who did that. Okay. I, you'll like it. And we got to let it play for like a minute into the break because it's, you'll like it. Oh, boy. I have no idea what I'm in for here. Okay. But we're going to see we about go. it. All right, Auctioneer. Let's, no, let's just play a minute of it right here before the break. Oh, All right. No. Here we go. This is uh, Leroy Van Dyke, the auctioneer. And we are trying to rattle off 
portal people. Maybe we should just go to the portal and start uh, reading fast. Okay, it's coming up. We got to. I wonder how you get access to the portal. Because I know not everyone has it. Like, the portal isn't, like, publicly accessible. Okay, here we go. Here Leroy we go, Van Dyke. gentlemen. Leroy Van Dyke, the auctioneer's song. It's it's pretty catchy tune. Well, there seems to be some disagreement back here as to who's going to introduce this next song, so I just think I'll do it myself. One of my old records, a thing called Auctioneer. Now, you guys, I've already introduced it. So all right, play the song. Hey, well, all right, sir. Here we go there. And what are they going to give for? I'm a 25 to get 30 now. Five hundred bit of five. Another forty dollars on the making of forty now. Five hundred bit of five. There was a boy in Arkansas who would listen to his mom when she told him he should go to school. Catchy tune, huh? Take away in the afternoon, take a little walk, then pretty soon you'd find him at the local auction barn. All right, we'll let him auction one more time. How do you know about these things? I have my auctioneer connections. How are these things just rolling around in your brain? Here we go, here we go. That's A&M right there. Yes, there you go. You're going to put that on your next playlist, aren't you? Don't count on it. All right. Let's take let's this. Take is this is old school break. right this here. Is, you can tell this was recorded in the early 60s. Let's take this into break. We'll come right back. But I want to get, I want to hit, I want him to auction first. I'm going to try and hit it here. Hang on one second. One second. Thank you to the Seth Wadley Auto Group, by the way. But we want him to auction into the break. Nice hairdo, too, on Leroy Van Dyke. Nice bouffant. Skinny tie. Yeah, absolutely. Here we go. All right, we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for being with us here on a Tuesday. Mike Steele, Parker Thune with you. Steelman and Thune, T.J. Eckert coming up, 135 on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. Uh, we got Oklahoma basketball tonight, 7 o'clock, ESPN+. Plus. Kansas City Kangaroos coming to the Lloyd Noble Center before Oklahoma takes on Arkansas this Saturday. We've got our big uh, Tulsa Day on Friday and then a post-game show in Tulsa on Saturday. Uh, the Sooners, remember, last year beat Arkansas. They shot uh, almost, I think it was 60% from three, and they beat Arkansas by 20 
uh, last year in the BOK Center. The Hogs uh, would be favored coming in, obviously, this Saturday, but they were as well last year. But Kansas City and Oklahoma tonight, 7 o'clock on ESPN Plus from the LNC. Thunderbeat Trey Young and the Atlanta Hawks last night, 121-114, to 114, SGA 35. Josh Giddy 17. Usman Zhang had a great game off the bench, 6 of 8 from the floor, 3 of 4 from 3. Tallied 15 points on the night. Next up, Oklahoma City at Memphis tomorrow night. And another Tom Brady late fourth quarter comeback. Tampa Bay beats New Orleans 17-16. That is a brutal division, the NFC South. They're not good. Tampa Bay leading the way. They have a game-and-a-half lead now in that division. Uh, and the uh, Buccaneers are 6-6. Six and six. Baker Mayfield was waived by the Carolina Panthers yesterday. Expected to be picked up today off waivers. Will it be the 49ers? Will it be the Rams? We'll see. Stephen A. and company on uh, Get Up. We're talking about, uh, or first take, I'm sorry, talking about uh, Baker this morning. And, and you know what? They were making a little bit of fun of Baker. With Baker Mayfield, you're looking at on the field performances and saying, excuse me, you, you just ain't good enough. All right. Now, he had a good year, got Cleveland to the postseason, had a playoff victory against the Pittsburgh Steelers. So there is some capability there. So what happened? When you guys talk about this all the time, you talk about ego. Well, I, mean, well, I joked about it all the time. I said the brother had more progressive commercials than wins. Right. I used to they talk about that all the time. But they were very, they were good, very good commercials. Very they were good. very, very good. good. They were very, right. very good right. commercials. Very good. You understand? <laughs> Nobody's knocking the quality of the commercials. <laughs> but when the quality of the commercials is more potent than your quality of your performance in a football field, then that becomes embarrassing. You see what I'm saying? Stephen A. with Ryan Clark and Michael Urban talking about Baker Mayfield. What if, Parker Thune, Baker Mayfield goes to the 49ers? Uh, Kyle Shanahan already kind of said that's not happening. Yeah, I don't know, though. He did say that. What about the Rams, though? I mean, what about the Rams? I heard the Rams possible, too. I think uh was Mike Florio saying that could be a possibility. He's going somewhere as a backup. Kyler He's- or Kyler. Uh, Baker needs to go to the Niners. Mike Shanahan needs to rethink that. And then it's not going to happen. Baker in the Super Bowl, right, with the 49ers. Probably not going to happen, though. Probably not going to happen. Yeah, look, at this point in Baker's career, He's going to latch on with some team for the remainder of the regular season. It'll be a short-term deal. He'll be a free agent again this winter. And he's about out of chances to be a starter in this league. He's going to have to go somewhere you know likely he, as a backup. He needs to do is he needs to – somebody said, what about Trey Lance? He's injured. He's on injured reserve. Yeah, he's been injured, right? Uh, yeah, Brock Purdy uh, came in when Garoppolo went down, and uh, Jimmy G is going to be out for the year again. It looks like. So, would you rather have Brock Purdy or Baker Mayfield? Well, I, I mean, Brock, Brock. I would rather have Baker Mayfield. Yes, I think if you would rather have Brock Purdy, or you can say you'd rather have Brock Purdy, you're kidding yourself. I don't think that's a dig on Brock Purdy, but what has the guy done at the NFL level? And honestly, what did he show at the collegiate level that would lead you to believe he can be a successful quarterback in the NFL? He always came up with a big turnover. You've got to give him that. Yeah, Brock well, and was, you, know. you don't know what you're getting with Baker Mayfield. What do but you think Christian if, McCaffrey would say, by the way, if they came you know, and they go, hey, you played with him in Carolina, what do you think about bringing Baker in? 
I have no idea. I, I don't either. I mean, people automatically, well, man, he turned the ball over a lot. I mean, it seemed like they got along and everything, and he threw the ball to Christian McCaffrey on checkdowns time and time again. So I don't know. I Look, if I'm the Niners, I would sign Baker Mayfield because I think that's about the only guy available right now that gives you a shot to go to the Super Bowl. And I'm not saying Baker Mayfield is the type of quarterback or the type of leader that can put the team on his shoulders and carry them to the Super Bowl. But what I am saying is, you sure aren't getting there with Brock Purdy. There's, there's that, a That's path. a team ready-made to be in the Super Bowl, yeah, right? Yeah, you could get there if you brought in Baker Mayfield and got two months of his best ball out of him. And there's no guarantee that that's going to happen. But... If I'm Kyle Shanahan and I'm Trent Balky, Trent Balky's still the GM there, right? Or is he not anymore? No, it's John Lynch. Yeah, it's yeah, John yeah, Lynch. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, if I'm John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan, I would rather take a shot with the guy that, when he's good, is really good, and when he's bad, is really bad, and hope you get really good out of him, than turn things over th- for the remainder of the season to Mr. Irrelevant – and that's not a again not a diss at Brock Purdy. That's literally what he is. He was I forgot he was Mister Irrelevant, wasn't yeah. he? And trust that you can keep this thing afloat with him playing quarterback. How about an NFC Championship game with Baker Mayfield versus Jalen Hurts? People are going to light me up on the text line. I'm just thinking about you know. I know it's probably not going to happen, or the 49ers against uh, Dallas with Ceedee Lamb. Ceedee Lamb, man, what a game he had last week. He's having a good year for the Cowboys. So, anyway. All right. Uh, 405-651-3439, Air Comfort Solutions text line. We'll see. (laughs) Baker to the Arlington (laughs) Renegades. Bring Baker to the OU staff. Uh, Big Niner fan. Big, even bigger OU fan checking in. Brock looked great Sunday. Brock had himself a pretty good game on Sunday. He, he did. He looked bad, yeah. yeah. Dan says not convinced Baker could throw the ball over Trent Williams' helmet. I know. OU quarterbacks, the puny OU quarterbacks, can't throw the ball without it getting tipped at least four or five times a game, it seems like, except for Jalen Hurts, who's a little bit taller than those other two guys. From the 949, sign quick, Baker. Steelman has to get the jersey for Shea's Christmas gift in That's time. exactly right. Shay was so disappointed. She goes, Carolina release Baker. And I was like, mm-hmm. Oh, no, he's probably finished, isn't he? I said, uh, he's close. Bring Baker to the OU staff. <laughs> uh, lots of people are saying Arlington Renegades for Baker. <laughs> Here's the deal, man. Look, Baker can, you know, he, he can live out his life as a, in a Chase Daniel kind of existence, Right. I mean, where you just collect paychecks and you might yeah. get to play in a couple games. Booger Boy Chase Daniel has made millions upon millions of dollars he's, doing that He's now. made close to $100 million in his NFL career. And I think he started like six games. Maybe. But he's, yeah. in, he's in what, like year know. 14 in the league? Golly, Something I'm like trying that? to remember the year that OU and uh, Missouri played in that Big 12 championship game. 2008, yeah. Man. Backup quarterback is a uh, it's a good spot to it's be good in. good work if you can get you it, know, man. We all, we all, ladies and gentlemen, we want to get a 
solid paying job where we don't have to work much, right? Backup quarterback. You get you get a few reps in practice. Unless your guy goes down, you're probably not going to play. If Baker signs with the 49ers, can Steely get me a couple tickets to Niner games for the rest of the year? Not a, not a problem. You want press box? That's uh, We're good. Gunny of Stutzman Army says, Steely, did you just call him Booger Boy? Yes, he did. You want to explain why, Steely, for those that aren't familiar with he the story? He got caught with the pick, and the, uh, I believe it was consumed. It was while he was at Missouri on who the bench the, between drives. Who was the dude who did the earwax and – uh, it was a basketball coach, wasn't it? I don't want to know. Some Steely. dude let's went just... earwax and no. then like smelled it, and then uh, no, okay, let's no, let's not. Sorry, let's not. <laughs> let's just not even go there. Jay from Medill <laughs> says, "Baker to the Soul Mission Group." Wait, never mind. Hashtag crotch grab. <laughs> oh man. OU quarterbacks coach Baker Mayfield. Someday, not anytime soon. Who wouldn't love that? Anything on Kyrie Jackson from Alabama? Yes, Oklahoma has offered, correct? Yeah. And Jay Belay hopefully can be the guy that can pull him to Oklahoma. Yeah, real good shot. Real good shot for Oklahoma in that one. There you go. Defensive back for the Crimson Tide in the portal. All I right. would not mind. Go ahead. My Tampa Bay Buccaneers signing Baker Mayfield, retaining him through next season, and maybe giving him the opportunity to compete with Kyle Trask for the starting job, whereupon Tom Brady retires. Although, I don't know if Tom Brady will ever retire at this point in time. He just might be one of those guys that dies on the football field. Who ended this but, relationship, he or Giselle, by the way, do you think? Giselle. I mean, Giselle was finally like, yeah, Tommy, we finally won't have any football. Wait, what? And then uh, that was it. Uh <laughs> Denver Harris from Texas A&M enters the transfer portal. Yeah, you're about three days late on that one, homie. That happened a while ago. Any uh, any prospects from the A&M portal that Oklahoma could uh, – Right now, Everybody's none. talking about – what about Gabriel Brownlow-Dindy? What on, about him? He's not in the portal. Still in the roster, huh? Yeah. Well, I thought he was going to be in the portal. <laughs> Sugar Shane in Newcastle says, Muleshoe collects his boogers for later consumption. Oh, jeez. <laughs> um – did you see the ND message board complaining about Peyton Bowen's girlfriend calling the shots? Yeah, the Golden Domers are having themselves a rough week because OU's it's looking like OU's about to get both the McCullough's as well. Yeah. Which they want. The the Irish felt like they had that one gift wrapped because the McCullough's father is on staff at Notre Dame. They shouldn't have ended the 47 game winning streak. This is payback. What? Karma. Uh, 53 75 years later almost. What was it? Well, no, 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 no. What it would have happened in '56, I believe, right? '44, uh, Terry the two, '44, '22, '66 years ago. I'm ciphering. I took you a minute. I'm ciphering. I'm telling you, man. I've got dial-up internet up here in this brain now. I'm just telling you. All right. Why don't we take a break right here? Do you think that Kale Gundy will be a part of Kevin Wilson's staff? Good question. We will ask that of T.J. Eckert when we get back. He'll join us on the Riverwind Casino Hotline next here on the Ref.
Man, there is a lot going on in Tulsa. Kevin Wilson will be introduced as the new head coach of the Golden Hurricane today at a press conference, 3 o'clock, I think that is. T.J. Ecker joins us. Sports director extraordinaire right there in a wonderful city, Tulsa. How are you doing, T.J.? <laughs> Busy, I'm sure. We got a lot going on today. Um, yeah, you mentioned it. The press conference at 3 o'clock actually just wrapped up a Zoom with uh, Bob Stoop. Ah, there you go. So I'm, I'm assuming that Bob uh, was high on this hire for Tulsa. Bob was uh, very, very high on it. He had a lot of good things to say uh, about Kevin Wilson. Said that he was sad that he lost them to Indiana all those years ago. And uh, said he thinks that he'll be a good fit in Tulsa, which is which is curious because, you know, Throughout the hiring process, we talked about it. A lot of the guys we were hearing were young, up-and-coming coaches. And then Rick Dixon, the AD, ends up hiring 61-year-old Kevin Wilson. So kind of an interesting hire. Okay, looking at all the names that were thrown around over the course of this coaching search for Tulsa, TJ, it really does seem like Kevin Wilson was about the best-case scenario for this program. I mean, to pull a guy – a coordinator from as highly regarded a program as Ohio State, a guy that has been around in the profession and is as well-respected as Kevin Wilson is, for a program like Tulsa, man, it doesn't feel like you could have done a whole lot better. What do you think? Yeah, you know, I agree with you there, Parker, because, you know, there was this thought, especially with stuff that was coming out as the coaching search went along with, uh, you know, some guys potentially turning the job down. We had heard Matt Wells and Barry Odom may have turned the job down or at least couldn't come to terms. So when you think, when you hear that, you think, man, who, who are they going to get, right? Are they going to have to hire a first-year young coordinator? Are they going to have to, you know, what are they going to have to do if they can't get who might have been their two top choices? Who knows? But then to be able to pull the offensive coordinator from Ohio State, I mean, that says a lot. And it says, it says a lot that the list of candidates they had as well that we kind of rattled off there. You know, Matt Wells is a great candidate. Barry Odom has had tons of success, well-respected. And then Kevin Wilson, obviously one of the more well-respected offensive minds in college football. Uh, you know, it, we were worried that the lack of resources, the small school, the t- you know, all those things may play a factor. But in, in the end, it feels like, as you said, it, it's kind of best-case scenario for Tulsa. T.J. Eckert is with us, uh, KTUL-TV Sports Director, joining us on the uh, Riverwind Casino Hotline. All right, um, what's going on at Oklahoma State, man? I mean, when you talk about all these kids in the portal, uh, is this a, a shock to you? We'd heard rumblings that, yeah, Spencer Sanders might be in the portal, but Braylon Presley and Trace Ford and Mason Cobb, I mean, it's something's going on there. Yeah, you know, I had gotten I, – I, I think it was – it started coming out maybe last week where people were hearing that things might be happening at OSU. I think Spencer Sanders was obviously the big one, but there was some rumbling. There might be some pretty decent activity in the portal. And when you hear that, you think about the rest of the country. You're like, well, it's going to happen everywhere, right? I, I think you know, Parker kind of maybe hit on it on social media with the, the way that the portal era is going. This is just kind of – it's all crazy, and every school is dealing with it. But the the amount of – Talent. The amount of production in the portal from OSU is, is kind of what's surprising the most, especially some of these young guys that have, have dipped in. Um, and, you know, we can always reiterate that these guys can return, but it, it's probably unlikely that a lot of these guys are going to want to come back. It's, 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 uh, it's probably an eye-opener 
to uh, Mike Gundy, to their staff, to the administration of Oklahoma State. I mean, when something like this happens, when you're having guys with, with quality production, multi-year starters, young up-and-coming guys who have, have produced already, when those guys are in the portal, you're going to have to take a look in the mirror and figure out what's, what's really going on. What, what, what are we missing? What are we not connecting with these kids right now? Um, and that, that's – honestly, Braylon Presley had some quotes in the Tulsa World article up here. I don't know if you guys were able to read that or not. They're, they were kind of – they were kind of out there in yeah, terms of like, no whoa, doubt. I can't believe he said that in public. Yeah, so it's interesting right now. Okay, early read on the Braylon Presley situation, TJ, because obviously that's one that intrigues a lot of folks. He's going to have four years of eligibility remaining. Yep. Didn't play a whole heck of a lot at Oklahoma State, but man, anybody that watched that kid in high school knows he was one of the more dynamic players in the entire country and certainly the most dynamic and versatile playmaker in the state of Oklahoma. Early feel on where he may end up and also what that could mean for his older brother, Brendan, and his situation at Oklahoma State. Yeah, yeah. Parker, the main thing that surprised me is that he did leave his brother, right? I mean, you, I, I felt like those two were going to want to play together and enjoy college football together. And obviously Braylon, and as I mentioned, that, that Tulsa World article, some of his quotes, he was obviously felt like he was mistreated in terms of, in terms of his his ability, not necessarily like per, on a personal emotional level, but from his ability, he didn't feel like he was being used right. And he is a unique player. I mean, like you said, you look at his at his Bixby film, man. I mean, just find a way to give him the ball and and let him do his thing. And and really, it didn't feel like he was ever even considered an option with Casey down there in Stillwater. And so, the type of offense I think he'll fit in with is kind of is kind of like a air raid ish type offense. You know, kind of the short passing game where he can kind of get the ball in the open field and space. He's not. I don't think he's a guy you want running across the middle. I don't think he's a guy you want running deep comeback routes on the outside. Like I think this is a guy you want to get the ball in space, some pop passes to him. Um, so those types of new age type offenses. I mentioned the air raid where he gets the ball out quick to him and he's in space. He's got blockers in front. Those types of offenses. And I know people on social media have been saying, "Well, why? Oh, you should maybe get get after him." And and you know maybe it's a good fit. But honestly, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if he's going to move up from OSU, if if that makes sense. I'm not sure if he's a guy who's going to get in the portal and Bama's going to offer and Georgia's going to offer and you know all these big time programs. because he, he doesn't really have a bunch of college tape, and that's what guys want to see. So it'll be interesting to see with him because he's he's a smaller guy. He may he's an odd fit for some offenses. So I, I'm I'm going to be looking at that pretty curiously because I, I want to see what kind of system he will fit in. All right, uh, most important question before we let you go. Uh, what are your thoughts on Tulsa King? <laughs> I, you know what? I love some of the cameos in the background, right? You got the Mayo Hotel that's made an appearance in there. I'm waiting for him to show up at like Pally's or something, you know, stop in for like a cinnamon roll at one of these these brunch places. I don't know. It's it, I don't know how you feel about Sylvester Stallone. I just not a great actor. Um, yeah, I mean this this character. He's so old and out of prison. He kind of yeah. he kind of pulls it off. But I, I was telling my wife Shay, and we, we've been watching it. That uh, to me, it's if they didn't have the Tulsa angle and the Tulsa, yes. you know, Tulsa as the backdrop and everything, I probably wouldn't be as interested. But we're watching every single episode so far. Hundred percent. I totally agree. Is there any other Tulsa landmark? Now, why didn't you get a cameo appearance yourself? That's a great question. Like I, you uh, and Cade McFarland should have been like, you know, in a bar somewhere and just in the background. 
right? I feel like we could we could have we could have posed as dealers at like the center of the universe or something. We could have had a meet and greet there. Like that's they could have done something there. I, you know, One Oak Field's a beautiful park. Maybe we could have done something. Else. I don't know. I feel like that's a drop missed opportunity there uh, by Paramount. Not necessarily on our end. We missed out obviously, but Paramount really needs to uh, step that up. We haven't seen Southern Hills yet either. We better see some Southern Hills. I, is there anything you you know better? Have we seen the Outsiders House yet? I don't think we have, but well, there you, go. you know how you're looking at your phone some of the time? Maybe we have. We also need to see uh, the Philbrook somehow. He needs to go fight sure. somebody in the Philbrook and you know, yeah, knock over us. Yeah, something like that. I, right. we, we have seen the Golden Driller, though, right? Uh, okay. I, I, think think the, I think it's in the open, though. So I think it is. Anyway. That counts. TJ, I appreciate your time. I know you're a super busy man today. It's always appreciated. Talk again soon. I always like doing this. Thanks, Parker. Thanks, Steely. TJ Eckert, he's a good guy. Don't you think I would put TJ and Caden, or uh, when they come on with us, I'd say they're both 10 out of they 10. They are VIPs. They, they are be- friends of the program. They might even go to 11 out of 10. They're that cool and that informative. All right, that is a good hire for Tulsa, Kevin Wilson. It's a really good hire. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Especially after things fell through with G.J. Kinney, especially after things fell through with Barry Odom. I kind of wondered, man – is Tulsa going to be able to pull off a hire that most anybody is excited about or optimistic about? And then you go and you snag Kevin Wilson from Ohio State. Yeah, you can get excited about that. Not bad. Not bad at all. All right, we're going to break right here, come back. Thank you to the Seth Wadley Auto Group, Paul's Valley, exit 72. Great deals. Cars, trucks, SUVs, pre-owned vehicles. Big-time guarantee as well. Oil changes engines for life on new or used gas or diesel at no additional cost to you. I think this is my favorite Coldplay song. Really? Yeah, I think so. It's pretty good. All right, take a break right here. Coming right back. One more award-winning, probably not, segment to go. All right, we're back for one more segment. We will have, of course, uh, locked in with Parker and uh, Tyler McComas coming up. Want to thank our friends at Riverwind Casino, the best selection of games. Almost 3,000. Almost 3,000 electronic games, all your favorite table games as well. They have a big-time, world-class poker room as well, best bars and dining. Coop Ale House Bar right there in the middle of the casino is big time. Uh, anything you're looking for there, plus you're not going to miss the game. The uh, River Buffet with uh, Steak Night on Friday, Seafood Night on Saturday, big time brunch again on Sunday. Chips and Ales Pub Restaurant, very quaint little place, kind of a, well, obviously it looks like an Irish pub, and it is big time, man. I love the menu there as well. Got a great food court, and they always have the best promotions. They are going through a renovation right now, but it's almost, it's getting close to being complete. The areas that have been renovated are, they look awesome. It's kind of like the uh, facilities race 
in college football, man. You've got to be upgrading everything all the time, and they have done that at Riverwind Casino. It looks fabulous out there. And again, they're almost done. Uh, so, again, get on out, play with your wild card, take part in the 20K Holidays on Us promotion. If you're one of the top ten patrons who earns the most points on all of the electronic gaming machines, not a select few, all of them through uh, December 23rd, you can win a grand prize bundle, including the following. A $500 Amazon gift card, a $500 Walmart gift card, $500 Target gift card, and a $500 Visa gift card. The top 10 patrons will earn these grand prize bundles. Only at Riverwind Casino, simply the best. Um, do you want to try and get in a few texts before we get out of here? Sure. Let's do see what we have. Uh, about Mike Gundy and the transfer portal. The program's problem is Gundy. So long as he continues his political rants, many of which don't align with kids ages 16 through 23, he will have recruiting and retention problems. He's getting close to being as out of touch as Howard Schnellenberger. Players don't care what he knows until they know who he... Or, 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 excuse me. Players don't care what he knows until they know he cares, which is getting harder and harder to believe. I think, you know, any political rant is... You're, you're automatically going to, you know blank somebody off sure you know what i'm saying it's just, sure. just a no-win situation i you know i've slipped a couple times and i it's just it's just uh, political twitter it's just it's all of it so well, i don't know i was talking to tyler earlier and we were talking a little bit about gundy and i think he's a heck of a football coach no doubt but is he kind of an analog guy in a digital age now <laughs> here's Starting the deal to feel man like way. i yes the portal exodus in stillwater is concerning but I've seen Oklahoma State string together patchwork rosters over the years that end up winning eight, nine, ten games enough times to know that this is not going to sink Oklahoma State as a program. I don't know how, right? Because any other program experiences this kind of an exodus, I'd be like, okay, I have legit concerns about them going into 2023. But this is Oklahoma State, man. I, I can't doubt this program anymore. I can't doubt that... Whoever they roll out there on the field on both sides of the ball is going to be able to play winning football for them. I will have to see it to believe it. And Mike Gundy's got that job as long as he wants it. He's already drastically exceeded expectations there over the course of his tenure as Oklahoma State's head coach. And regardless of how well or how poorly they recruit, one thing they always do is develop. And there is no better recent example of this than Malcolm Rodriguez, right? They are outstanding at finding these local kids that fly under the radar, getting them to campus, and turning them into impact contributors. Yeah, it's he does a great job of, uh, again, developing those players. He's done an unbelievable job. I think he's a heck of a football coach, but he's not afraid to share his opinion, and that nearly got him – uh, canned a few years back with the uh, the T-shirt and the whole Chuba Hubbard, Chuba Hubbard deal. Uh, Ron from Lawton informs us that Chad Powers just <laughs> yeah, entered the portal. Really? So okay. If Oklahoma's <laughs> in the mix for a th- or, uh, third string quarterback, oh man, or in the market rather, mm, yeah, could be an upgrade over Davis Bevel. Well, he's he won a couple Super Bowls, right? That's true. He did. Yeah. So there you go. Thank he's got a Hall of Fame case, apparently. Uh, Parker just tuned in. Is OU going after Presley? That comes from John. Tulsa King I, has been great. Oh, I'm sorry. I was gonna go ahead. I was just gonna provide a very brief answer to the question. Uh, but yeah, look, I 
I would expect Oklahoma to be involved with Braylon Presley. And I, I know the interest is very, very high from Braylon Presley's end. So, yeah, I'd watch that situation closely. Anyway, regarding Tulsa King, Steely. Yeah, on the text line, Tulsa King has been awesome so far. Sylvester Stallone has done great. It looks like it's filmed in OKC. We did see it look like that rumble they had. I won't give away too many details. Was filmed in a OKC. Rumble? Yeah, there was a rumble. There was a rumble. A kerfuffle? They had a rumble. A Donnybrook? They did. Well, I, th- I think a Donnybrook happens in the Old West. But there was a definite rumble. So, uh, Steely had to pull out the abacus. <laughs> yeah, I-, I know. My brain doesn't work as well these days. But, yeah, it looks par- parts of it. Shay was saying that was the uh, state fairgrounds because she parks there for a fair of, a fair of the heart. But I like it so far. Like I said, a lot of it has the, the Oklahoma intrigue is, is a big part of it. But uh, I like it so far. I think it's pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Okay. I uh, want to thank everybody for the text coming in today on the Air Comfort Solutions text line 405-651-3439. We're going to get locked in with uh, Parker and Tyler McComas coming up here in uh, about two or three minutes. And, uh, you know, what they're going to be talking about, Sooner football, recruiting, the portal, all of that stuff you want to hear about. So they've got a full hour of that before the rush. And uh, I want to thank, again, the Seth Wadley Auto Group in Paul's Valley. Exit 72 in Paul's Valley if you want a great deal on a vehicle from the Seth Wadley Auto Group. And also thank you to our friends at the one and only Riverwind Casino. Get out there and take part in the 20K Holidays on Us promotion. Rack up as many points as you can on the electronic games and win a grand prize bundle. We'll see you.